This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you ask them to name three geniuses, they probably wouldn't say Einstein, Newton, you know. They'd go Brent, Partridge, Sessions... It's Flats and Shanks. Shout to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, to the home I love best, where my soul can rest. Yes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of our weekly podcast. That was the intro. We don't have to do it. Flats and Shanks. I'm Brian Harvey. <laughs> I'm Tony Mortimer. <laughs> oh, you got his surname. I thought I'd do you there. <laughs> Tony was always the brains. but He was, no- the, ba- he was the backbone. Say what you want about singer songwriter. Say what you want about um, Brian Harvey, but he had a hella voice, bro. Hella voice. Yeah, didn't he? He did. I'm saying that because I'm at dinner next week, and he's 17 are playing. Are they really? Yeah, they have got Brian Harvey. Uh, no, sorry, they've not got Brian Harvey because oh. he's doing something else. But they've got Tony Mortimer. They've got the guy who was on Celebrity Weddings, and they've Don't got know him. And they got the the roofer or the tiler. <laughs> But that's like that's like um, Guns N' Roses doing a concert without Axl Rose. It's like, I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. Which is an anagram for all sex. Oh, yeah. But Gethin Jones is hosting the dinner. It's for um, a friend of mine, Roger Harry. He's putting the dinner on for charity. Gethin Jones is the host. All I want to do, all I want to do is just introduce E17. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Will he let you? Hopefully. Presumably he just wants to introduce these I'm gonna, as well. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe I can just introduce a song. I'll I'll just quote lyrics. I'll be like, turn the lights off and put some music on. Let our body sing, swing to the soft song. I feel your heat is turning me on. I want to feel you all night long. So come close, as close as you can. I can go on forever, mate. You really can, can't you? Yeah. 
That's deep. That's my favourite. That you really can. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone's everyone's got to have heroes when they're younger, don't they? Yeah. Mine was a Sugar Hill Gang and Frank Bruno. <laughs> Mine was E17 and David Hasselhoff. Amazing. Yeah, yeah amazing. I used to love the Hoff. Yeah. I really I'd... want to meet him. He goes out with a Welsh girl. Oh, he's mar- he, may, he might even be married to her. But... I'm sure he's done incredibly well, but I, I always feel a bit sorry for David Hasselhoff whenever I see him on TV. He seems a bit is of a desperate, because, yeah, desperate character. Is that when his daughters were videoing him pissed? I uh, no. he was really drunk and they were videoing him eating a burger and he was just another level. Nah, we've all Not been Dane there. Bowers, another level. Oh, they we've were good we've all well, been there, but... homie. I loved another level. I remember once on um, the radio, someone, Dane Bowers was doing a call-in on Radio 1 or something, and someone called in and said, I like the song, but I just wish they didn't all mime and they can't even sing and you haven't even got a good voice and like hammered him. And he was like, hang on a minute, I've got a properly, I've got a proper voice. And this person was like, well, you haven't. You you dance and you get, you look good and all that sort of stuff, but you don't actually sing. You're not actually musicians. And he's like, all right, let's sing. And he sang and it was like, holy moly, that is a proper voice. So he wasn't like Anthony Costello? No, oh. no, no, the real deal. Was it, was it, oh no, it's one of the lads from Blue that used to go to Eros nightclub. Oh, do you remember? Eros nightclub in Enfield, North London's premier night spot uh, three years in a row. Which is now closed down. Now closed down, and so it should be, and fumigated. Um, but It used to beat Walthamstow Dog Track, yeah, um, which was a close second. But Cairnsy, Matt Cairns, uh, obviously yeah, a long time ago, all very young and single, weren't we? He ended up pulling this girl who was going, or had been going out with one of the lads from Blue, the uh, Greek lad from, was he Greek or Cypriot from... Well, they're two very different things, but I don't know which one it was. In Enfield, there were a lot of... That's uh, Anthony Costello. That's him, that's him, that's yeah. him, yeah. But he, she used to go out with him, and she um, upgraded to Kernsey, that's what we always said. Yeah. Even though he's basically like... He, he looks like Dom... What's that game? Dom Littlewood, is it? The guy who does the... Um, yes, that's Matt Kearns, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah he does programmes about short change and... Yeah. Yeah. I think they've done you there. I think they've seen you coming. We're not having it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Anyway, Ken, she upgraded to Kenzie. But now if she went back to Anthony, she'd be upgrading to Anthony. Yeah, gotcha. Because, oh. you know, he's an IFA now. Yeah, exactly um, it. I don't know one IFA that is a good crack. Um, Lawrence Scrace. He's a disgrace. I don't even know him. <laughs> he used to play for Wasps. He's a properly good crack, and he's an IFA. I was joking. I was joking. I know. You know, they're just... No, but he is the only one. Pencil so. pushers. <laughs> um, but how are you? Hey, I'm all right. It's you I'm worried about, mate. Have you had a busy week? I saw you're at, I mean, th- this is why I was singing, because I saw some social media. I'm not a troller. Um, that's my mate, Andrew Nicholson. He loves, he goes on a troller day. Is that the wolf? No, 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 that's James Rainbird. Uh, Andrew Nicholson. Um, is that Nico? A- Anders. Anders. Yeah, likes wearing shoes that Roger Moore wears. But um, <laughs> By the way, I was wearing a, my funny shoes the other day. and What funny shoes? You got even like Austin Healy was like, they're amazing shoes. What funny shoes? Benny Kay and everyone. And they're the ones that Nick Mullins recommended to me that you've mocked. And people kept people kept tugging me, kept tugging me to the side and saying, hey, brother. Just to give you an insight what into the these wheels? shoes, listeners, they're just a pair of blue suede brogues. There's nothing no, fancy they're not. about them at all. They're not all. blue, so that's exactly what they're with, not. With a bit of a trainer sole to them. So it's like sports cash, so you can, you know... They're called Get Cole Hahn, and they're all the rage in the States, which is where I got them, because I'm all the rage. So. Yeah, you got it imported, didn't you, with a load of FUBU stuff. <laughs> That's Die Young. Fits you. <laughs> yeah. Die Young. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not quite as big as him. No, I'm actually I'm actually 30 kilos, 30 kilos lighter than Die Young. 
How do you know Dai Young's weight? I asked uh, one of the lads. I can't tell you who which of the lads I asked because then he'll know oh. that he's grasped him up. But it was Jake Cooper Woolley. Yeah, I think it was Jake, and he told me that Dai his mission is to get below 150 kilos, and he's about 155 kilos. Now, the average silverback gorilla in the wild is 150 kilos in weight. Dai is a big, big man. Yeah, but I'm sure the average silverback gorilla muscle to weight ratio is a lot higher. I tell you, yeah, it would be, but... They wouldn't have an overhang if they put a pair of pants on, would they? No, but I tell you what... I, I can't wait. You you walk past Dai and say hello, or you tap him on the back and squeeze past him. You've got to always squeeze past him, now, even if he's standing in the middle of the pitch. He is... It is like... Do you know what it's like? It's like tapping... It's like tapping... Then tap away? A, a leather-lined... A leather-lined... Um, dashboard. It's like tap your dash. If you've got a leather dashboard, it's a little bit cushioned. Tap that because yes, there's a bit of soft there, but there's also a lot of substance underneath that. That is a big human being. You've got big calves. Um, he's got gigantic calves as well. He's just yeah. a massive bloke. Um, he, he'd make, he's got a good shape for tight head prop. Yeah, and world's strongest man. He really has. Yeah, he's strong man build. Yeah, huge tell back. You, tell you who I saw the other day. Oh, oh, I love this game. Oh, well, you've, it's a question, so. Oh, it wasn't, um, okay, I'll make it a question. Who do you think one. I saw the other day? Um, I'm thinking th- oh, two clues. Amazingly attractive bloke, rugby player. Amazingly attractive with amazing calves. Or an amazing calf. Ooh. You're not going to get it, mate. Okay, go on then. Don Waldock. Mm. Saw him up at Newcastle. That is... He's like... But is he tall enough to be amazingly attractive? Oh, when you look like Dom... And you've got a body like that and a face like that and hair like that. It doesn't matter, but mate. The girls I know want to go out with a guy that's six foot two. Um, no, I'm with six a sh- foot. With a six. shaved head and and European skin. What I mean, European? Uh, Lapland. Um, Dom is, but Welsh. Dom has got one mega. I was, like, I was like, mate, your calves. And he walked off and I was like, I wouldn't normally comment, but I was like, that is an omega car. It's massive and it's got veins popping out of it. It's huge. Like Arnie Something calf. Johnny Drama would be. Proud of. He walks away, and I'm thinking he's only got one. Really? Yeah. One. The other calf is fine. One calf is mega. Yeah. I whereas, like... whereas I don't have the veins popping out of mine, but I've doubled up. I got two double double XL. You get me? But I, everyone's got man crush, haven't they? Yeah. Um. But I like, I like men that are in proportion. You know. So I don't want to see a a big upper body, beautiful upper body, wearing a vest to the gym, the lot. And then I look down below, and they've got a really pair of baggy shorts, and there's no cars. Bro, bro. It's real bros don't let bros skip leg day. And that's one of the reasons why Arnie won so many Mr. Olympias over Lou Ferrino, because he was more in proportion. Yeah. That's symmetrical. Just, yeah, exactly. I mean, Are you happy with my symmetry the, at the moment? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I like your pastel colours you're wearing as well. But Baby you know, blue shorts. Yeah. I go to the gym, and I look in the mirror, and it's a bit like being an artist for me. I look and I'm looking around and I think, right, my lats need a little bit of work. So an artist would paint whilst I'll do like a set of 10. <laughs> On the lat pull down? <laughs> Wide grip lat pull down? Oh, chin. Chin. Are you chin, do you? Chin zan, yeah. Chin zan brook? Yeah. Sometimes I butterfly, sometimes I do strict, sometimes I kip. You sometimes kip? I can. If I kip, my shoulder would come through my armpit. <laughs> There's no chance you could kip. No. I've got a. Uh, I've got like. They used to do this warm-up at the gym where it's like, right, just grab hold of the chin-up bars, go pull-up bars, and just hang for 30 seconds. Like, It's weird because you want me to bench a load of weight or lift a load of weight, fine, I can try and do that, or do pull-ups, I can do pull-ups. Yeah. If you want me to hang there, 
my shoulder socket will ricochet through my armpit. If you want to say, right, can you move that washing machine into the garage? No problem. No problem. But I've also, my right bicep is, um, it snapped a few years ago and came out. And instead of putting it back into my shoulder, which they normally would, I'd had so many pins and stuff put in my shoulder on the two recons before that, they put it back under my armpit and screwed it underneath my armpit. All I've got to say to you, mate, is you should have got a girlfriend earlier. Because you know why you've got weakness there. <laughs> you think it's one of those injuries? Wow. Well, left hand back. I've seen how aggressive you are. Um, <laughs> left hand <laughs> backhand. Right, have, you ever walk, have you ever walked in on a teammate who's been... No, let, let's keep this clean because... No, who's doing something you should... Perhaps shouldn't that might make him go blind. Let's keep this. Let's keep this clean. Um, what, like I'm just doing, asking. Doing, I haven't said the rude words. Putting like tequila in their eyes, doing the tequila stunt man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't. Because um, I'm not that type of person. What? I'll always, I'll always knock. <laughs> Do you beat when you go around corners in the country? Put it this way: I room with Matthew Reese when we were in South Africa, and no joke, it was 28 degrees. I thought he had a cold because tissues everywhere, but that wasn't the case. Oh God! Yeah. Anyway, um, the reason I sung. Yeah, let's keep it clean. The reason yeah. I sung at the start was um, because I was on social media having a look, and I saw some videos of Ben Foden's testimonial. I mean, I wasn't invited. I probably was, but you know, I'd, yeah, it's a long way to go in it. But you and I saw I saw him singing, and now you were there, weren't you? I was there. Front row? I watched it live. I was sitting next to Goody. Um, How was Goody? Goody, great form, yeah. Was he? Yeah. How was he looking? Sharp? Yeah, Goody looks good. Goody looks good. He's, you know... Because he listens to this. You know, they, they take tips, don't they? He does, I don't think he does. Um, but they do, mate. They, do. they do. say they don't, but... I know, no, but, no, but I, I know Hamilton does, Goody, non-stop. Goody, sco- Goody stores his snacks in his ears. That's why... Yeah. Um, the, all the hair keeps it warm. But I... Yeah, it was. Um, so Ben Foden comes out. The Bafes, Martin Bafeford's hosting it. He's the daddy. He was brilliant as ever. But they, like, their first bit of entertainment is right. Something special is about to happen. And Ben Foden walks out and starts singing this song. Now we all know Fodes likes to sing. Can I tell you? Can I tell him the song? Please. Yeah, I can't it's remember. All it. these little things. It's by One Direction, but written by Bob Marley, Bob Monkhouse, <laughs> Bob Hope. No, you'll Gary Barlow. Am I getting there? Close. Tony close. Mortimer. No, 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 close. See, uh, it's, when, I mention, when I mention who wrote it, you'll think, oh, yeah, that does sound exactly like one of his songs. Right. James Blunt. No. Bigger. Like, yeah. As in taller? Michael Jordan? No. <laughs> Jaws <laughs> from <laughs> Bond. Um, i got a funny story about him. Anyway, yeah. Um, Do you want me to tell you? No. I want you to give me another clue. Okay, um, he's he used to live in Courtney Cox's um, summer house or pool house in oh America. God, just tell me, Ed Sheeran. Oh, he wrote that, did he? Yeah. Uh, okay. You can see now, can't you? Yeah. Not really. Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah. Um, there we are. Anyway, so he comes out singing it, and you're like, the thing with the thing with Fodes is, they some of the lads did a Q and A last night, and uh, Luther Burrell did it. He was brilliant. Dylan Hartley did it. Predictably brilliant. But Richard Wigglesworth was their other, was their third choice for the Q and A, and if you don't know Wig, you'd think well, if you got Tins in the room or something, you'd use Tins because Tins was there and would have, or you got Leonard, you'd use Leonard, but you you wouldn't, you'd use Wiggy because he is just brutal and he's very funny. He is was he? really really good, and he's just absolutely no nonsense. But he was so he was class, but brutal in what way? Just ripping into the boys? oh, ripping into ripping into Fodes like okay. said he's a good bloke in the end, but just hammered him. Um, 
Because Foden loves to sing, doesn't he? Mate, Foden's a showman. He's an absolute showman. But he's but he's one of those guys... Mirror. <clears throat> ...that manages to be an absolute showman, performer, energiser bunny, loves singing, unembarrassable, but he's a really, really lovely man with it and he's not a knob with it. Yeah. It's very rare, that. And so he's very, very lovable. But he comes out and he takes the old singing quite seriously. And he is a... He is a super cheesy bastard like he is so cheesy I, saw, I was watching it because Tom Evans comes out and then they have some sort of interaction together which is really awkward because they're not performers and they don't have the stage presence that someone like I would have <laughs> so it, it looked a bit you know shall I touch you shall I not um, and then I saw Danny Kerr come out Danny Kerr came out and then at the end it was like that's three pretty boys you know. and then Kieran Rick Brooks Waller. came out oh, sorry <laughs> Kieran Brooks came out and he looked he looked like he'd swallowed Danny Kerr yeah um but just a massive geezer, you know. But he had a great voice as well, and it was, it was original because these dinners can be so samey, and it was like just they did something different. I've I seen like a few it. clips online. I think it's either Facebook or, or Twitter, and it's of Ben Foden, and he's married to Una from the Saturdays. From the Saturdays. Now there's videos, and she's singing a song. She's singing a cover song or one of her songs, and he's just reading the paper in the background. And then when the chorus comes, he drops the paper and starts singing. No. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Mate. Oh, it's brilliant. He's like doing the washing up in the background. And then when the chorus comes, he stops completely and he joins in the chorus. Mate. I know. Bro. I can't it, sing though. I can rap. <laughs> I can just I can just body pop. But he, he has got a lovely voice. And um, she performed as well. Una performed. And yeah. she was a must Una say. Healy. Una Healy. I must say she was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Two what songs. was her voice like? Oh, that's a, what? Her voice was amazing. Really? She was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And they did a duet as well. So at least it was something original. Yes, you know. of course. Did they have a comedian? No. It wasn't bloody you again, was it? Oh, what? No, they had a, they had a lovely auction and they had a... It was good because it wasn't one of those events that... A couple of songs, so three songs, two Q&As, auction, done. No, I mean, I agree. Like, it, really you know, there's so many dinners that go on, so many testimonial dinners, so many rugby charity dinners that you have to be unique a lot of the time, you know, a standard Q and A. You, you've got to have different entertainment to to just shock people, I suppose, yeah. a little bit, and and to offer something different for them. So, look good. Um, but as I said, you know, I I probably was invited, but I, I just haven't been checking my emails because it's been so busy, haven't we? Oh God, we went stop, up to it? we went up to Wyndham, you and I. Yeah. On the uh, on Thursday, we co-hosted I, a dinner. I listened because and Wyndham's near Norwich. I love Norwich. I only love Norwich because that's Alan Partridge's home. Yeah. But I listened to the whole of West Cork, which is a podcast about a murder that went on to a French lady back in 1996. I want episode eight. And I listened to it all on the way up. Don't ruin it for me. No, it's good. It's good. I enjoyed it. It's good, but it's not right. I enjoyed it. I love it. Um, So that was good. But yeah, but the dinner was good, wasn't it? As you said, yeah, we co-hosted. Loved it. Um, you opened with a dodgy gag that I told you not to open with. Those of you that are listening, you may you may have seen um, <clears throat> that last year Shanks and I went to Georgia and did a video for BBC over there, and it was very very um, high end in terms of journalism. But we met the Prime Minister of Georgia, not the President, not the President. And Shanks said, "I'm going to start with a gag," and I was like, "Don't, mate, don't. It's a different language. It's super formal. We're on camera. We're in the Oval Office, whatever they call it." Do not, and he's like, I'm doing it. I was like, Don't. You're misjudging this completely. He did it, and it went. It went well. We're in the Cobra Room, weren't we? Cobra Room, yeah. <laughs> so he did it, and it went well. And I was more than happy to eat humble pie. And this time, yeah, basically, it was it was 
our first opening question. Big day for you, mate. Was going to be Mr. Um, Prime Minister. It must be a huge. What was it? I honor. Remember. It must be a huge honor to. A huge honor today to for you to meet you. me and Dave. Yeah. Yeah. But I was about to say it, but you beat me to it. Oh, sorry. I thought you couldn't remember it. No, I couldn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then Shanks told me the gag he wanted to open with at this dinner because we didn't prep that much, really, did we? It was kind of loose, which is how we do it. But rough outline of what we're going to do. But then you said you're going to open with this gag. And I said, you cannot open with that. You cannot open because there are, there are, it's not just in a bloody rugby club. There are men and women of all ages here. There's police in the room. 18 upwards, there are police in the room. You cannot make gags like that. And you went with it, and it went down an absolute treat. It was delivery, so, though, wasn't it? But, you know, it's a rugby dinner. That's off to you, boy. It's a rugby dinner, and people in that rugby environment are used to are used to that type of humour, I would say. You know, if it was a corporate event, mm. and, boy, we do a lot of them, um, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that. You know, I would have obviously kept it very clean. Yeah. Um, Mr. Muscle, I would have kept it. But, you know, this is... It went down all right, so it was good. Um... Roger D- uh, Dakin was there as well. He does a lot of MCing. He's a very, very funny guy. He did five minutes on the mic of just pure one-liners, which while was he, While he's still with us, we dead soon, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Very old guy. Yeah. You know, every time I, I see him, I shake his hand, I give him a hug, because that could be the last time. Yeah, I shook his hand too hard. He rattled. Yeah. Well, actually, I shook him. Whoa. Just, um, I, d- I just didn't, it didn't, it, I didn't like expect his, I didn't expect his hand to be warm, basically. <laughs> No, but I mean, we joke, but he is so old, he'll be dead soon. Yeah, so, so that um, was that was nice, wasn't it, on Thursday? Just a, just a trek, though, but... Yeah, it was a trek, and um, I did the, uh, I hosted the Gloucester end of season dinner. Yeah, you did. Over at the centre, over at Cheltenham Racecourse, and... Um, How was that for you? Yeah, it's nice, I mean, you, it's nice, you know what it's like, you get, you get the formal bits out of the way at the start, and then you can actually start speaking to players and coaches and whatever, and I've never met Johan Ackerman before, but, jeez, what a nice fella, I mean... If he's got hard edges, then he saves them. He looks big enough. If he if he's got hard edges, he saves them for the training pitch because of course he has. He is just a of course just gorgeous has. bloke and um, spoke really really well. And Dave Humphreys, I always, David Humphreys, I always really enjoy like the brief chats I get with him because I always find him, uh, you know, uh, he's very bright and he's very open and stuff. Do you have a scrum hat on? Didn't have a scrum hat on. <laughs> I asked him. I asked him what I thought was an interesting question. I was like, so your DOR at Gloucester. There's all this chat of Johan Ackerman coming in. They announced he's signed. And I'll be honest, I expected you to get sacked because why do you need two top men? So but I actually, Can I just say that's an aggressive question? Yeah, I didn't put it exactly that. I said okay. I expected one to come in and one to go out. I you know, I'd you... get up on my grill if you asked me that. Yeah, but, but, I, yeah, but I, it, a reasonable question. So how do you divvy up the role? Because it seems to be really working. And he was like, well, Johan might argue that I don't do much. Uh, but he was... He was great and got the chairman up and oh, CEO Steve Vaughan. But then we got, got into the players then. So I had a chat with Ed Slater, very good value. Jason Woodward, again, great value. Willie Hines, lovely bloke. So you can, you can get stuck into these boys and have a bit of fun with them. Um, Woodward's been so good. Oh, man, what a player. I mean, he would be a premiership 15 of the year. Is he related if, to Clive? If Willie LaRue didn't play for Wasps. Um, yeah, but Willie LaRue has always been good and he's always got like magic inside him but it's only sort of I reckon the second part of the season that's really clicked because I think the first part and, and last year um, who was the who was the Aussie there now mine's gone blank Marshall no Kiwi. Um, at um, where Wasps Curtly Beale Curtly Beale mm. you know he sort of stole the show really but since he's left Willie LaRue has sort of taken over that yeah that mantle really and 
Yeah, he's had a great end to the season. Yeah, great end to the season. He's he's wonderful. But, but you know, when he played, I don't know why he didn't put the ball down close to the post when they play in Newcastle. Oh, tell me about it. I haven't slept. Huh. Um, so that was that was nice actually. Um, that was a nice little do. And then I, I went up to judge the um, bikini. No, to beat <laughs> wet, wet, wet t-shirt Dog contest. Um, but I I went to judge the Land Rover Discovery of the Year thing, would you, Bobby, at Twickenham with a load of journos and rugger type. So a Discovery won it. Yeah. So Discovery won it, and yeah. it's an interesting one because Love this. there's a short list, and you want it to be a Discovery, but actually the the parameters they set are you got to be basically under the age of I think it's 23. You've got to have played at least eight games in the Prem to qualify. So, for example, Maru Itoji qualifies as a discovery of the season. Joe Simmons does not. Hasn't played enough games. Right, you confused me there. I thought you were judging an actual discovery Land Rover. No, it's sponsored by Land Rover, hence it's called Discovery. And I think the winner gets becomes a Land Rover ambassador. Words, yeah. So, but, you know, Maru's... Maru's available Ruan Ackerman's available Joe Simmons is not available you know it's quite mm. an interesting one so there are players that have Marrow's been available Marrow's been in the on the on the long list for three years you know but you can't call him a discovery because he's a world star now so I can I know exactly who's won it um and I'm not going to tell you but what I will say is um we kind of got there and we had two hours set aside what for I judging what I will say is he plays back row and second row for <laughs> Saracens uh what I would say is that no, we we we. I can tell you now. We discounted Maro because he's too. He's not. Just can't call him a discovery. But the person who's won it, it was like we got there and it's like right. Has everyone got their shortlist? Everyone. No, it was almost like guys. Um, does anyone not think it's this guy? It's like right. Let's go around the room. Everyone be honest, and just we'll, before we start doing shortlists and ruling people out and ruling people into shortlist and voting, let's say if anyone's got a different winner and it was like one minute later all eight or all nine of us had exactly the same winner bang 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 winner yeah so, then so it's like right who's 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 going to make up you, the shortlist you forced your opinion basically on no i was no? i was sixth of eight to okay. give my opinion were you the only were you the only former rugby player there uh yes okay Fine. professional anyway yeah, 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 yeah. um yeah. oh nice i i spoke uh plantricent um, rugby club. You sent me a the, video, didn't you? The Black Army. Yeah, Nicky Flyer. He listens to the podcast actually. All right, Nicky. He's desperate to meet you, mate. He's What's up with his thumbs? What's up with his thumbs, though? I don't know. They're like, they're like toes. So I, <laughs> I ripped into him at the dinner. I said, "Yep, toes up to you, mate." Put my thumbs up. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was it was nice. I know a lot of the guys there anyway, so it was uh, it was good fun. Um, but he's desperate to meet you, and he is he. He works for a company called MIB. So a mate of mine runs a construction company. Men in Black. Him, yeah, Mackenzie Interior Building is actually. Um, but he's he's in Bath a lot, and he's saying every time he sees a Range Rover, he's flashing his lights, hoping it's flatters. He calls you <laughs> flatters. <Yeah. laughs> he really wants to meet you. I might have to. I actually might have to take him to meet you because he's desperate to. It'd, it'd make his year. No, I don't like him. He looked like a dick. He loves peas, though. He ate loads of peas. For some oh, reason. really? Yeah. Well, I was in traffic on the A40 yesterday, driving into London, and this bloke drives like scoots past me on his motorbike and like gives me a big thumbs up, like waves and gives me a thumbs up, and I was like. Oh God! Did I just cut him up? I thought he was being sarky. He then whips a couple of cars in front, pulls onto the hard shoulder. It's like really crawling traffic at this point, and he just stops. And he stops, and he's looking back, waiting for my car. And I was like, Oh God! Have I carved this guy up? Am I, am I about to have to, you know, lay the smack down? Yeah, punch a hole in this guy's helmet or say sorry. And I put the window down, and he was like, um, "It was all right, mate. Saw the car. I've seen the car on Twitter. Thought it might be you. Love the show, mate." And uh, as well goes, "Where's Shanks?" Hey. I said he's in the boot, fella. <laughs> <laughs> in the boot, fella. That Does was it. Smell like chloroform. Yeah, it, it made me think like a potentially real bell end thing to say. But it made me think like imagine 
genuinely imagine being famous. It genuinely must be so rubbish. Like, if you're Johnny Wilkinson or you're David Beckham, honestly, imagine going to the shops or going in to get a Costa hey, at the services. Imagine being a former ex-rugby union player living in Wales. Oh, mate. Wow. Yeah. It's um, quite nice for you to get out yeah, that today, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to Hong Kong and they, everyone was like, where's Flats? I was like, oh, it's too hot for him out here. <laughs> He's too fat. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually out of order. Um, but... Met the um, MD of Smeg this week. Did you? Yeah. That's Andy. Yeah. Real nice guy. That's Andy. You ordered yourself a mint green fridge, have you? No, I've got one already, but I might order a toaster and a kettle. Oh, you're going to get 13% off through your mate? Yeah, probably. Well, through the MD? That was a little bit more, at least 15. Um, yeah, because trying to do like maybe some expo stands for him, because I don't know if you know, but Gennaro, at Gennaro, we don't just do events, mate. We do expo stands a lot. I always thought Gennaro was a made-up thing. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a made-up name. Um, I think it's like Greek or Latin, and it means to create. Put that in your pipe. You yeah, you... yeah, bald <laughs> bugger. Yeah, I'm not putting it in my pipe. You don't know if it's Greek or Latin, and it's your company. It's one or the other. You're an embarrassment. It's not my company. Well, yeah, it is. Um, part of my. No, it's not. It's Bubs's. He knows. He's fluent in both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so yeah. Did you do Latin at school? Um, yeah, mostly when I was um, an archaeologist and I found dinosaurs. Not to name them. You know, so. <laughs> had to name them. Yeah. Yeah, Caecilius. Yeah. <laughs> Should you make that up? No, it's one of the textbooks, one of the characters in the textbooks when I actually did Latin, GCSE. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that, what grade did I get? Sorry? <laughs> oh, yeah. What grade did you get? Oh, I've got an A. I'll say in Latin then. Sorry? Alpha. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's been my week with. Really, mate? I had a quiet bank holiday. You know what I'm like, just. <coughs> I've got your cough off the. Can you stop coughing? Um, just quite. We had bank holiday, wasn't it? So, uh, Matt Powell's um, surprise fortieth was Sunday night. Yes. Don't tell him, but it was last Sunday. Okay. He doesn't listen to this anyway. No. Um, he can't work the computers. It was great. His wife planned it brilliantly. So we, he basically had forty-six of his best mates for his garden when he came home. Matt Powell is. We've talked about him a lot. He used to play at Worcester. He used to play at Quins. Saracens with us. Quins. He's played at Bath. He played all over the shop, but. You might have heard him on our live podcast because he's does a bit of warm up for us, doesn't he? Just yeah. introduces us, yeah. gets the crowd going, Very gets the juices guy. flowing. Yeah, funny to look at. He is funny to look at. He's mm. funny immediately. Looks like Willem Dafoe, but but worse. He's been in a blender. Freddie Burns. Yeah, not as bad as Freddie, but bad. So yeah, it was his surprise party on Sunday night. It was, it was very very nice, very very good. Lovely weather, lovely bit of grub. Did you go a bit mental? Do you have like a shot? Or? I was in bed at midnight. What were you drinking? I was just really tired. Red wine. Yeah, red, red wine. Stay close to me. Um, I was just drinking red wine. He had a couple of bloody beers, but he he was walking in. So he got home from this round of golf with his dad and his brother-in-law, Crispin, and I, they, so they had this, it was all planned, get home about eight. We're all basically waiting in his sort of sitting room area, crowded into this open plan bit they've got. And his kids, went, he's like, Shh, everyone be quiet, he's here. We can see him coming like, up the drive. And his kids go out to get him and lead him in and say, right, daddy, you've got to close your eyes. And as he came in, there's all these people. Half the, a lot, most people there. Danny, like Danny Grucott was there. Danny and I know, but some, a lot of them we don't. They're from his school or whatever, or, and Wales and all that. So we're know. just standing there. And I just whispered to Dan as he was about to walk in. I was like, "Who's that bird with him?" As a joke, like he's got to come back with some bird. And we both just absolutely pissed ourselves. I think we might, we might have pissed ourselves at the wrong moment because when it came and everyone was like surprised, we were just hands on our knees, <laughs> crying, crying our eyes out. Like, who's that bird? It just, it just seemed to get us. And. Uh, yeah, it's very, very good. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, it was great. Lovely time, Tom. Um, much coming up next week? Well, it's Wednesday now, and I'm hosting the uh, Northampton Saints end of season dinner. Oh, cool. Tomorrow night up at Franklin's Gardens. Then I'm doing, um, I'm hosting Johnny R's testimonial dinner at uh, Worcester Cathedral. Are you serious? Yep. R. Yeah, I am, yeah. So I'm doing R. I'm up at Bourne Rugby Club. And that's the difference, isn't it? I mean, you you do the corporate gigs, I do the spit and sawdust. That's you, are. You're a man of the people. I'm Just not. so you know, guys and girls out there, um, we haven't taken many bookings from this podcast for after dinner um, events or speeches. Oh, yeah. So, what's the matter with you? It's because your it's because your fees are so big now. Yeah, mine haven't changed. Yours are just like inflating. Yours have tripled. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, were... Ever since I've been on Channel Five Anglo Welsh. Yeah, it's, I'd say it's gone a little bit to my head. But... So punchy. Yeah. Do you know what I'm doing on Saturday morning in Nuneaton? Um, CrossFit. No man. All right. I'm doing um, the first stage of getting my motorbike license with Dylan Hartley. CBT, is it? Yeah, doing CBT what? with Dylan. Or was it CRB? <laughs> it's not CRB. <laughs> <laughs> um, Already failed that. Dylan hasn't got that. <laughs> uh, but I saw Dylan last night what? at, at Foz's dinner and he was like... Hey. Are you doing it just because it's with the England captain or do you actually want to do no, it? No, I didn't know Dylan was doing it to okay. start with. Oh, it was yeah, just sure, me and they're like, sure. I think Dylan's doing it too. So it's like, oh, perfect. What are you doing here? Um, but he's had a go on Ben Tupai's, you know, Toops. He's had a go on Toops's like, motorbike and said he's got the hang of it a little bit but I'm like yeah I've never done it at all but we're doing it with Triumph because um, the the guy Andy Murphy the guy from Triumph was at our live pod with Lawrence in yes. Twickenham and we'd exchanged a couple of tweets and stuff because I love as you know I love toys and gadgets and stuff I just don't have a license oh, let, so. me, let me rephrase that you love anything that's for free no I wouldn't no? We're, okay. we're not getting a free bike oh really no okay I'll take that right back yeah we're not getting a free bike okay. um, but you it, didn't get your, your electric bike wasn't free was it no no it actually wasn't yeah are you making out like it was? No, no, I knew, I knew it wasn't. No, I paid for that and it's yeah. broken. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. So <laughs> it's I, just in the garden rusting. I, I properly, I realised, I'm not going to say how much it was because that's crude. But well, it was tasty. For me, I paid a lot of money for that. Yeah. Like, and you, you would raving about it. It's a brilliant bit of kit, but I, you meant, you're meant to not leave the battery for ages without being charged. And I left it for like a month and it's just completely dead. So I need oh. to, I don't know what's going to have to happen, but I need to do all this stuff with it. Um, You'll end up selling it, mate. Yeah, it's a brilliant bit of kit. You just can't let the battery stay dead for ages. You just use it regularly. You just charge it regularly to keep yeah. it plugged in, basically. So I didn't... It's stupid of me, so... Oh, nice. So you're going to do your... So I'll do that. We're going to go up... And uh, Dylan was like, hey, you do this thing on Saturday, yeah? He goes, what are you going to wear? I was like, well, I said jeans and boots. He said, what sort of boots? Like Hunter Wellies. He's like, no, mate. I'm going to wear like a pair of sturdy boots. He's like, cool, cool. Because I've got a leather jacket. I might wear that. I was like, <laughs> so you look like an absolute loser. And he goes, what bike do you want? I said, when if we pass the test and buy a bike, I might try and get one of those Triumph Bobber Blacks. They're really, really cool. They're like custom matte black things. He's like, mate, you are old. You are not cool. Stop trying to be cool. Get a classic cruiser with a brown leather seat. Stop. You're, you're an old man. I was like, you can't have a small, you need a big bike and you don't have a street bike because you're not street. Could you get a little sidecar? <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, I'll sit in that like Garth Keenan. Go- yeah, yeah. That's how we go to events. Yeah, it'd be perfect. So, oh, good. Um, yeah, so Dylan... Dylan's going to be quite good on a bike because he's ridden Toopses and he's ridden dirt bikes on the farm. I've never ridden one except when I was hung over in Falaraki and fell off. So, why not see each other again, mate? It's like riding a horse, mate. Never ridden one of those either. <laughs> Liar. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, 
Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, yeah, uh, no, me, let me do this bit. You, let me do, you do the last Rugby one. news. I mean, I've just this. been listening to Ricky Gervais' podcast, season three, an old one. Um, we need some jingles, I think. And we're certainly going to change up the music next year. Who's going to pay for that? Not made of bloody money. If I'll, I sell my electric bike, we can get some jingles. I'll make it up. <laughs> it's easy. Is it? Yeah. Um, a little bit of rugby news. So the Welsh squad has been announced for the summer tour. They're playing a game in South Africa in Americas. In Americas? Yeah. And then they're going off to Argentina. But Ellis Jenkins and Corey Hill have been named as co-captains Yeah. for the tour. I do like Ellis Jenkins, I must say. He's really, a lovely, lovely player. Really funny. There was a, um, there was a text... That his sister, who actually I think plays rugby as well, has yeah. put on Twitter. It was ah, oh, it's brutal. It's from her mother to say, "Well done, darling." Yeah. And then her mum's put straight after that, "Wrong child, sorry." <laughs> and Katie Jenkins, his sister's put, "Lol, Ellis in the squad is he?" Question mark. And like the title of the tweet is, "When he finished four years of uni on the same day that the golden child is co-captain of Wales." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So either she's incredibly bitter, or she's no, just a she's bit, loving it. She loves it. Sadistic. If you, I'm sorry. Look, if you've got, it was you mega know, funny. I had loads of retweets. I mean, she's she's got like something like fifteen hundred followers, and I think fifteen hundred retweets. I retweeted it. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it as well. But it. yeah, Ellis Jenkins and Corey Hill being made co-captains of that tour. Good experience for them. Yeah, a couple of big dogs missing, but who? Alan Wynn. Have an arrest, is he? Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Who else, he but, won't like that, Willie Alan Wynn. Um, but it's a good mix of of youth. It's Happy with that? Yeah, I'm quite happy. I mean, it's hard. Like, with the amount of rugby playing at the moment, it's hard to pick your strongest team every single campaign. Completely. Yeah. And with the World Cup just around the corner, you know, you need to try some new combinations. You need to chuck some of the youngsters in there to see if they've got it, to see if they can make it at that level. Because when there are injuries, you want to know that players can step up. Two right, babes. Two, two right, sweets. Two right. So... I wonder when the England squad's announced. It's Wednesday. Is it tomorrow? Wednesday's today. Yeah, but it's Thursday. 
Oh, Thursday tomorrow. Are they announcing this? I don't even know when they're announcing it. I'm out of the loop, mate. George Norse going on tour, which is good. He needs to play a bit of rugby, and he's, they're looking at playing him centre as well. 13. Yes. Well, Hadley Parks and Scott Williams can both play 12, but John Davis is out at the moment. He's out all season. He'll be back next year. Mm. But need a little bit of strength in depth because they've tried a couple of different options at 13. It's not quite worked. Tyler Morgan's been injured a lot, so he's not really got a, a shot out there at the moment. Stick the big rig in there. Yeah. Stick the northy in the northernator. He's in the game more. Yeah, good on him. That'd be nice, actually. Um, so, at the week, I don't know who's going... What would be interesting about this England squad, the, ma- the, main, the first name I'm going to look for in the England squad to South Africa is mine. And when I've got over the fact that that's not there, I'm going to look for Danny Cipriani. Yes. Because I believe, I absolutely think he should be on that tour. You believe the children of the future? I believe the children are... I think he should be on the tour. However... Treat them well and let them show them. If he's not on that tour, I think there is a very good chance we will not see him play for an English club ever again. Really? I think he'll go to France or Japan and he'll say, sod this. Because he can't do a lot more than he's done this year. He's been the best fly half in the league by 850 miles. He's an absolutely sensational player. And he is in his socks, in his socks and underpants, he's good enough to play for England. So I'm not saying George Ford isn't. I'm saying Danny Cipriani is. George Ford was great at the weekend, by the way. Yeah, we'll get on to that in a minute. We'll get on to that. But But I, I really hope Sips goes because I think... Jason Woodward as well? Yeah. I asked him at the Gloucester dinner if he'd had any chat, and he said no, uh, not yet, but he's hopeful, Soon, and, he'd, and he'd love to go. But not yet. Yeah. Thomas Williams is in, scrum half from the Blues. He's had a good season, really sharp around the base. Good to see Reese Patchell. Yeah, nice. Um, so it's a toss of a coin, really, between him and Gareth Anscombe, who's going to start 10. Owen Watkin from yeah. Ospreys. We saw a little bit of him in the Six Nations. Got some lovely touches. Big guy, powerful, fast but not had the exposure, really, in uh, in the international scene yet. And Tom Pridey's back. Okay. So I played with Tom Pridey on his first cap, and basically he got capped because he was really good at... They were called Henke Mullers. They were like, we did a fitness session on a Wednesday or a Thursday before we played Italy in the last game of Six Nations in 2009. Yeah. And basically uh, you're doing, I don't know, zigzags across the field. You're doing like a, a figure of eight around the post and back, and we had to do loads of them. Minging. And he was like a whippet. He was like a gazelle. He was that guy. He was leading them. I mean, I let him win a yeah. lot of the time because he was young, he was new to the squad. And Gatlin loved the fact that he trained hard, loved the fact that he pushed himself to the limit, and capped him on the wing. Yeah. Um, so, again, I played a, a pivotal role in his development as a player. Because you made him look incredibly fit. Yep. And um, one guy I'm, I'd like to see in the Wales touring squad who isn't there is... Um, the young tight head who played against Georgia, Brown, is it um, L- Leroy? Uh, yeah. Luther. Le- yeah. What is it? Yeah. Is it Leroy Brown? Yeah. Bad, bad Leroy Brown, baddest man in the whole damn town. Yeah. Big fella. Yeah. I sort of think you stick him in for a really hard game. All right, he had a bit of a rough day, but he did improve as it went on and he was keen to get back up. Anyway, I I, I sort of think you you give a young fella like that that much exposure in such Leon a brutal Brown. game. Leon Brown, that's it. Um, and... I sort of think you should you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't Matt Tate him. You know, you should leave him back in there. I'm not sure, to be honest, if he's fit or not. He yeah, I don't know. Fit. If he if he's fit, I'd like to see him. If he's not fit, then he can't really go. So yeah. I'm speaking from a position of utter ignorance, but that's what we do, isn't it? We've got a microphone. We speak the truth, yeah. 
Mate, as long as you say it confidently, no one yeah. will question you. So I really hope, really, really hope Cipriani gets on that tour because he is he is a wonder. He's so an I, absolute wonder. He was a joy to watch against Newcastle. His pass, I think it was to um, one of his wingers. Who was on the wing now? Elliot Daly. It was our kid, wasn't it? Elliot Daly. I'm sure he doesn't really even look. I'm sure Elliot he Daly d- hasn't got a driving licence. Sh- has he not? No. Oh, no, I think we spoke about this. Um, I'm sh- it's a 20-30 minute pass. It goes over the top. It misses out Willie LaRue to hit um, Elliot Daly. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Cipriani doesn't really look where he's passing. He just he takes to the line. He looks at the opposition. And when you've got a player that's looking at you in the face, you, you know, you're, thinking, you're thinking, right, he's going to take me on. You're not thinking, right, he's going to pass or he's going to pop someone off the shoulder. When you've got eye contact with a player... You're looking to beat them. You're not looking to put someone through a hole. You know, if you're looking to put someone through a hole, the players mostly are looking at that hole. Yeah. And they're sort of looking away, but he's looking at his defender, throws it over the top. It's a catch and give, no look, lobbed miss pass to the wing. But also you've got Elliot Daly is absolutely confident that he can steam onto a ball that I don't think many players I think Ford, Farrell and him could throw that. I don't think there are many others that but could throw also, that. But he also makes what player? Some class. Some incredible decisions under pressure as well with no time. You know, you look at Josh Bassett's try and last minute he decides just to put it, there's nothing on, put it through on the boot. Yeah. Perfect kick. And so hard to defend against players like that because you literally do not know what they're going to do. They've got all options open to them. And, yeah. you know, when you're flat like that, you don't have much time. So you can't really throw, most people can't really throw blind passes. Mm. Um, you have to play when you're playing flat like that. You have to throw short passes, put people through the hole. But he's able to throw balls over the top. He's able to pull it last minute onto his boot to thread it through. Yeah. So wingers don't know what to do. Whether they should be up in the line, whether they should be back. So it's it's so difficult to defend. Yeah. Um, he is. He yeah. really is quite something. He really is quite something. Um, so I was up at Newcastle at the weekend watching him live, which is a, a pleasure. Yeah, I saw your grey beard, mate. You've had a bit of a shave today. Yeah. I didn't like it, if I'm honest. My beard. Yeah, um, because it was just too white and grey at the bottom. Yeah. Um, okay. you know, if you if if you're gonna grow it long, you, the colour has to be dispersed all over your beard. Okay. You're like Abdel Benazi when he just had the white bit on the top of his head. Yeah. Yeah, but you had it on your beard. Like Tipex head. It looked like a seagull had just pooed on you, basically. Yeah, like I've been sunbathing on my back, which and is good luck. Pooed on my chin. Yeah, it's actually, as you well know, because I asked you to bring. Um, some clippers with you, but you'd already left. I forgot my clippers, so it just grew, and it's more laziness than anything else. It's not a fashion statement. But my little girl said to me this morning, Daddy, can I say something to you? I don't mean to be rude, but I think you look better with no hair, because when you let it grow a little bit, and there's just little sprouts... You're becoming a bit complacent, mate, if I'm honest, and I know you hate that word, but you're on TV, it's your shop window, you need to be looking the best you can, and now your dress has improved since... Well, lost a bit of weight since we've done this podcast. Really, and I've been re- getting into you. I mean, yeah, you wearing black jeans, black shirt, black pumps. Do you like my outfit today? Yeah, good, good. It's a white t-shirt and baby you're slowly. Blue chino what, basically, what I'm trying to say is, you're slowly, slowly filtering out tweed. You can wear it now and again, which is fine. You know, when you're at Bath, yeah, or you're at Twickers, just don't ever do it. No, but okay, noted. No, absolutely yeah. noted. Um, so it's a big day for Newcastle. I mean, they're already through, so it doesn't really matter, but. Sellout crowd. I think they've had, someone said to me they've had a couple of sellouts and lost both games, but they were completely outdone by Was. Really, Was faded in the last twenty, which is um, which is kind of what they do, which doesn't bode well for the semis. Newcastle came on strong, looked like they were going to get hammered, but it was just the it was just the drama of the day, really. So 
originally I was meant to be doing the Channel 5 highlights and then doing the co-coms for BT because I was up there anyway. They said, you may as well come upstairs and do it. But the guys that performed Channel 5, they basically called me and said, you can't do that because we need you across all six games at once. They're all happening at the same time. So completely, I hadn't thought of that, completely fair point. Um, so Nick Kennedy went up and did it, and which means the, the viewer probably had a better experience anyway. Um, Nick Kennedy was there last night, by the way. I'd love to get him on the podcast. He is a properly interesting bloke, very bright, really honest guy. I think he'd be a really good guest Sounds on incredibly here. posh. Yeah, not which, as posh which means I'd like him. Uh, your kind of people. So, yeah, but it was just, it was kind of high drama, wasn't it? And Bath gave, uh, yeah, they were always going to beat London Irish, and London Irish had nothing to play for, but they gave him a proper thumping. Like, oh, didn't they? Matt just, Banahan just dominated that game. I suppose, yeah, uh, two two tries from the back of a driving line out. John, on that one brutal line he cut, which was just a bit, oh. it's a big man line that. That is a proper Jamie Roberts line. It's, yeah, it is. Proper big, that's a big Takes hard man. three over with him as yeah. well. That's the sort of line I think George North would cause havoc on that line if he really smashed it in. Mm. But then I, you know, I don't know, he doesn't seem to cut, maybe he disagrees. He, he wants to dance. As well. Falatau is good. You see Banahan's offload on the outside to Falatau yes. tackle. Stop that. Stop Rude. That. Um, but look, it was it was nice that Lennon Irish had the final say. They scored a try at the end. Yeah. I think a loader scored. I think it was his first premiership start. Scores a try at the end. It's been horrible for them because they've been poor all season. It's hard to motivate yourself. They're going down. You know, they'd be glad the season's over, but it's nice they scored a couple of tries at the end. Come on. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but Bath looked great. Um, Saracens tumped Gloucester as well. Yeah. Yeah, again, but Gloucester was so... They were so loose. It's almost like they said, lads, let's just go and enjoy ourselves. And that is all right unless you are playing crazy Harlem Globetrotters rugby from your own try line against mm. the best defence in, shall we say, Europe on its day. That unfortunately, Sarri's just like the Juan Figajo try was just Sarri's completely shutting them down. They started well though, Gloucester, didn't they? And really Wood, well. Woodward made a lovely break out of his own half and I think Seabrook scored first try all the way from their 22. On debut. I think on it's debut. the fastest debut try ever. But you talk about lines as well. Um, Lazowski hit ah yeah delish line was he playing 13 Um, no he came off the bench I'm not sure what position he was playing when he came up but the line he hit it's either 12 or 13 the line he hit was just immense and he puts Farrell then in yeah because you look at Lazowski he doesn't look that big on the field, I don't think. But when you stand next to him... Yes, yes. He's a big... And he's strong. He hits as well. His old man. I know his old man. And he's he was a back row, so he's got that mongrel in him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he, he is... Well, he is definitely... You're right. He's bigger than you think. And he's... And he wears baggy kit. But when he doesn't, he's got a set of shoulders on him. Yes. And he's got proper quadzilla and hammies on him. And technique as well. When he hits, he chases with his legs as well. He's also... power. He's also got something that makes people look more powerful than they are sometimes which is proper intent you know he has got proper intent like he will he will smash he wants to in. make a tackle he wants to collide he wants hard. to hit a line yeah. Yeah. like a couple of months ago he buried he buried Waldrum a couple of times yes uh, when Exeter played up there and he Waldrum came on a couple of big lines and he smashed him I mean you know? when, you're, when you've got a scrum or a line out most teams want to attack the 10 channel because yeah. 10 are perceived to be the weaker tacklers when you attack that 10 channel then it opens up it's it's a short channel, so you've got a lot of room then to go the same way. Yeah. But 
I think people look at him and think, right, that's the channel we're going down. But he smashes you. It's like when Wilco was at 10. Yeah, like exactly. Target him if you want. Because he, you he you, doesn't, to the eye, he doesn't look a big bloke, does he? No, either. but if you don't get a good yard either side of Johnny, he's going to bury always you. always remember that tackle on Bergamasco, his proper neck jerker. Yeah. Johnny oh. had loads of those, though. Yeah. And to Mac. Yeah. Yeah. That was a proper, he, he properly fried him, didn't he? Bent him in half. Exeter tumped Quinn's. In the stoop. Quinn's hung on for a bit, you know, but it was two they teams did. on two different levels. And we and talked about Exeter all season, how good they are close to the line. Again, two or three tries. Yeah. Real, real close in. Um, Joe Simmons' try was nice, just wave yeah. after wave of players hitting that What about What about his pass, though? I don't think they ended up scoring off oh, it, but he, makes a, he, makes a, he makes a break, and it's a 40-metre pass, flat out. It's perfect. And when you're running, mate, flat out, and you've got to make a pass like that, your head's all over the shop because when you run, you know, your head's not still like it is when you're jogging. Mm. You know, it's, it's probably a lot of force going through your body and it's shaking. And to throw that pass, though, I don't doubt he oh. works extremely hard, and I don't want to, I don't want to discount his work ethic. But that's talent. That it is talent. That is proper talent. That pass was beautiful. I think Charlie Morgan, one of the um, rugby writers, I think on Twitter actually did a little gif or a little video of that pass. Think it was him, but what a pass that was! It was it's a change of the guard, isn't it? He's got, he's got, to, he's got to be on tour this summer as well. And we, we, there's a lot of players who've got to be on tour. I think it's about eight fly halves so far have got to be there. But I'm not picking the squad, so who cares? We can we want Ben Foden's last game for Northampton. Played really well. Scored lovely. He's got, got yellow card after five minutes. He played really well. Yeah, though, he got one try. Yeah, but he was involved in um, Tom Collins's try as well. Lovely offload. Yeah, Tom Collins, one of those players. I, I don't know why he hasn't played more. Maybe they know something we don't. I'm sure they do, but. I always think he always looks really, really good. Really sharp, hard to play against. Yet they haven't picked him all year. And they taste delicious. Don't they? Yeah, don't they do. They do. Don't they? So, nice uh, for Foden semi- to go out on a victory. Semi-finals coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Are you at there? Are you at there? I'm at Chiefs. Okay. So, I'm glad. Why? Because the weeks that you aren't on the telly, because there's something's up, whether it's Champions Cup or... Yeah. But you're not very happy when we, when we meet, so I'm glad you're on there. You think I need the exposure to keep my self-esteem up? No, you just, yeah, it's just you get a little bit angry. Okay, you know, it's, you're a bit short. Don't go on about it. Um, yeah, so extra Saracens final, do you reckon? Yes. Both home teams going to win. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Um, so the, the way not that's very interesting, but the. As you well know, it's a highlight show, so you've got to go to the latest game possible. You can't go to the first game, so we are in... I'm in London on the Friday night, which is a shame, but then I'm in Exeter on the Saturday morning, um, which is fine. Got a comfy car. So we will film from the second game, which is Chiefs. Um, so, yeah. Well, that, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Saturday against Chiefs, isn't it? We've got the Guinness Pro 14 court finals. We've got Glasgow Scarlets. That'll be a cracker of a That'll game. That'll be a lovely game, that. Really game. That's, yeah. I think the Scarlet's going to win that, though. It, yeah, you'd predict that. I mean, that. They, they had a pretty disappointing semi-final against Leinster in the where Champions it, where it, where is it? Cup. It's in Glasgow. Mm, Tommy. Tommy Thomason. Yes. All right, I'll go Glasgow. You've got Leinster Munster. Yeah, that's that's Leinster all day, isn't it? It depends who they put out. Yeah, it's the week after the final. Isn't the finals this weekend? If you were one of those lads, you'd want to play. You'd want to win the Pro yeah, you would. as well. you would. Because you don't want to win Europe, because I think they're going to win Europe. You don't want to win Europe and then lose your domestic league when you could have won and it. And you've got Ulster Ospreys as well. So I think that's Ulster not playing particularly well at the moment. Ospreys, 
trying to find a bit of form. It's the last game for a couple of these boys at the Ospreys. You know, Dan Bigger's leaving. <coughs> Reese Webb, I don't know if Reese Webb's going to be fit, but they'll want to end for sure. It's a massive game. The players like Dan Bigger stand up. That's what I always yeah. expect to see. Yeah. But anyway, this weekend is the Challenge Cup and the Champions Cup final. You've got... Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? You've got Cardiff Blues, Pow, or Poe. Poe. On Friday night. I don't um, know. No. no, it's not even Poe. Gloucester. What are you on about? Yeah. Muppet. Why did you say Poe? That was the semi. You didn't say Poe. You did. You were mouthing it to me. Poe. Um, I forgot it was that. So I'm doing my. I'm doing. I'm on a motorbike with Dylan Hartley while the Champions Cup finals on. Oh great. Barrel, to, you'll be a barrel of last. Probably go to the pod. probably go to the ruddy boozer with him and watch it afterwards and get blooming lashed, or just go home and catch up on it on Sky Plus. Hard one to call that Blues Gloucester. Yeah. Gloucester, I, Gloucester I have Gloucester been playing win. some Gloucester. really good rugby. I um, really hope they win. But so have the Blues. I really, I really hope, hope the Blues win. I want, I want Gloucester. Well, I really I hope Gloucester. the Blues win. Okay, well, good luck to you. Well, I'm, I'm speaking louder, so therefore... I think Glasgow will win this Scarlet's match, and I think Gloucester will win this match, and I think Leinster will win the other match. Okay. Okay. Um, Happy with this? What about the final? Leinster, uh, Rassin. Yeah, Leinster, sorry. That's what I mean. That's the game I mean. Okay. I think Leinster will beat Rassin. Yeah, I think Leinster will as well. I wouldn't start, I wouldn't start Dan Carter, would you? I'd start Pat Lambie. He's been... If you really well. if you were to play Leinster, where would you say their weakness is? And I know you could say standard stuff like we're pressuring at line out, we're pressuring Tommy, at the scrum. I don't see one boy. <laughs> no, that's why. Nor do I. So what happens when you look at the great teams that have been beaten against the odds, like when Ireland beat the All Blacks, um, for example? And then that, that I look at, I think you try and produce. And when the Lions beat the All Blacks, you try and you have to try and produce. I think a defensive performance that you haven't produced before. So you need to get, you need to be incredibly physically on it, incredibly mentally on it, and you need to just rip their space apart, rip into their space and smash them. And sounds easy, sounds e- it's easier said than done, of course. Because if, but if you're a millisecond off, Sexton and those guys will cut you to pieces. Okay. But I think the only way to beat Leinster is to not give them the ball, and when they've got it smash them to bits repeatedly and it sounds easy and I just don't the see how they lose you, that you're going to have to give them the ball because at some stage you're going to have to kick because you're going to be under pressure but rip into them and smash them that's how you beat them well it's kind of it, you, think, you think about when when Ireland beat the All Blacks how did they do it it wasn't they okay, they scored points when they had the ball they were good with it I'll tell you how they beat them if you want it was more about when New Zealand had the ball they bashed them to bits it was also about no the time. opportunities they had they had four or five opportunities which they took every single time yeah. You've got to put a team under pressure consistently for 80 minutes. It's yeah. You're right, There's no. You, you can look at their defence and think, right, where can we attack them? Do not there's, know. There's no real weakness there. They're good on the drift, they're good on the on the blitz. Um, you know, they don't get sucked in. They're all decent rugby players, very good sort of rugby intelligence. So they know when to blitz, they know when to drift, they know about you know how to space themselves apart. So it's just about continuously not making mistakes, looking after the ball, and and eventually gaps will open. But mm. it is tough. It is tough. I mean, you, you can look at some teams. You can look at potentially the Scarlets. Say, say right, you know, we're going to beat them up front. We're going to beat them physically, mm. and that's what happened. That's what Lencer did to the Scarlets. But I look at Lencer and I think, oof. Wouldn't want to but Racing have a lot of powerful defenders. You know, they yeah, have Camille Shout, they have Wenceslas Lore, they've got some Rakatawa. Rakatawa, they've got some great defenders there. So, mm-hmm. you know, if there is a team that is gonna basically 
batter Leinster into submission, I think Racing is one of those teams. But for me, that's the only way they do it. Mm, I agree. And I want Leinster to win. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Um, that's probably us done, isn't it, boy? Yeah, let's go now, mate. That's enough now. I've got. I'm tell you what I'm doing. I'm walking the dogs after this, and then I'm. Um, Don't lose them. I'm gonna go to the blimmin' gym again, aren't I? Are you? You went this morning, didn't you? No, I didn't go this morning. I went for lunch with my friend Jane this morning. Oh, I did spin. I had mushrooms on, garlic mushrooms on toast with a smashed avocado on sourdough. Stop it. I had smashed avocado on sourdough with an egg and a little bit of bacon for protein. You and I have got so much in common. Um, I saw some of the bath lads in the cafe. So Francois Lowe was in there. Is that where you went down? You just waited for him to go in and say, oh, what are you doing said, here, lads? So can you sign, I walked up and said, can you sign this? I'm pretending to get my we willy out of my flies. We were in bath kit. Yeah, yeah, DF kit. And um, I saw Francois, Dave Denton, who's obviously was at Bath, but he's off to Leicester. And it's funny, you forget like, I know that I would be heavier than those guys, but they would be a much better nick. You forget a big old unit. Dave Dent is a massive bloke. There was another guy with them who's a high-profile player, but I actually, I don't mean to be that guy that says, I know something you don't know, but I actually won't say who that was just in case it's political, him being in Bath. I know Bath have tried to sign him before and it hasn't worked, but I don't know if he was there because he's playing for Bath next season or what. I think he's not, but um, he, is a lov- he was a lovely, lovely man. Lovely man. So I had a lovely chat with them pre pre lunch, sort of pre brunch really. That's what I do now. Finger on the pulse, aren't you? Finger on the pulse. I said, What's what's moving and shaking? And they said nothing really. I said, Cool, see you later. Hi boys. Good luck everyone. Anyway, goodbye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.